All right, lads, welcome back to me podcast, Cheaper Than Therapy. Mick Thomas here again. Uh, thanks for liking, subscribing, um, sharing, commenting. Phenomenal. Thanks so much for keeping the train going. Uh, again, any comments, concerns, you want to send them on to my Instagram. That's where I get all my, uh, my messages for Mick Thomas comedy. Uh, the kind of the pattern I've been doing with three podcasts a week. One, I just do by myself ranting. Another one is I try to have another comic on here and we dick around and make fun of each other and try to get some laughs. And then the other one, uh, my third one is usually kind of like a well-being episode. And, uh, you know, that'll be mental health or, or for whatever, whatever it is. Um, but today is no exception. And uh, joining me is his friend, comedian. And this is going to be very beneficial when we speak about health is Mr. Anthony DiDomenico. All right, Ant, how are you, mate? What's going on, Mick? Not much at all, pal. How are you? I know we spoke last time we had Dan Barry on there and it was kind yeah. of, uh, that was a, a very unpleasant three-way. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so the reason why I kind of always wanted to get you on on as a guest for this kind of stuff, I mean, you, you are, first of all, are you an ambassador for WW, which is now Weight Watchers? I am no, I'm not an ambassador. I'm hoping one day they make me one, but uh, as of now, I'm not an ambassador. I mean, you should be, man. I mean, how many followers do you have from WW alone? Um, well, I have close to eight thousand Instagram followers, and I would say most of that is through the weight loss community. I mean, I had a decent amount through comedy, but it really took off when I started doing this. Yeah, it's fucking. It's it's. It, that's one thing, man. Once I just kind of, you know, one day I, I try to stay off as much as I can. I don't look at other people because I get I get depressed sometimes. I'm like, oh, this person's doing great. Why am I not doing that? You know. But every once in a while, I, you know, like I, I follow the people that I that I like, people that I'm friends with. Um, but I, I look at your page one day, and all of a sudden, I just saw this explosion of followers. I'm like, what the fuck is Ant doing? And then I just kind of see, and then I started listening to your podcast. Uh, you ha- Do you still have your other podcast? No, I just do the WW Bro podcast now. Yeah, because you came up in the stories, and I was like, and normally I don't, I don't really watch that many stories, but you came up, man, and the message you were, you were given was fucking phenomenal, right? And do you want to share the number, your your number of what you have lost weight wise? Yeah, sure. Um, I've lost 202.2 pounds uh, so far. Fucking amazing, man. That's more, that's more than me. Like that's, you know what I mean? That's, that's just remarkable. Right. And the reason why I kind of want to have you on here is because it's very hard for me. Or I know you had John Ziegler on one time. John Ziegler is a Mm -hmm. comedian and a personal trainer. And I've always been around fitness, right? My whole life. I've always been from, I've always been a fighter, kickboxer, boxer um so for me to talk about fitness and exercise it's not doesn't matter because i've never really struggled because i've always loved it right and that's yeah. not and that's not the case for everybody as you know right exactly it's yeah, fuck, I, some people like oh fuck the gym like oh shit i gotta go to the fucking gym but you fucking you just you were one of these guys who just turned it off and went nope like it's like a switch went off in your head and now you're able to fucking become this machine, man, to do... Like, that's a huge accomplishment. Where, when did it start for you? What was your turning point? Um, well, I mean, I've, I've been on and off WW since, two, since 2003. And I've had some success here and there. But, you know, it was like three years ago. And I, I was just at a point where life was, like, unlivable. I, I could barely get around. Um, 
my my job was even though I work at a desk, I, I it was hard to walk around the office. Uh, and you, you know, I you saw at shows, it was hard to be on stage for a certain amount of time. I would lose my breath. I, you know, it was it was just any part of life was getting hard. Yeah. And I made a decision. One night I was sitting here and I'm stuffing my face with Chinese food. And I had that full feeling up to my throat. And then, like, I was getting, like, shortness of breath. And I'm like, is this how they're going to find me? Like, you know, with empty cartons of Chinese food around me. And I just made a decision. Like, I'm like, I can't do this anymore. I don't want to just sit here and have a life that's not worth living. And I, I want to see 40. And I, I, I don't know what it was. it was. Something just changed to me. And I was like, I'm going to do it full force. And if it doesn't work, then I guess I'll have to have the surgery. But I didn't want that. Um, it always scared me. I just started so small and I just started sticking to it and realizing that there was no going back. You know, when you get to a point where it's like this or, you know, you got the realization that you're not going to be around too much longer. It's scary. And that's really what did it for me. Yeah. I mean, going back to what you said about stand up, right. And, you know, we, we, we've, we just, we've done, I would say close to a thousand shows together. Um, so, you know, from going back over what, how long have mm-hmm. you been standing 10 years now? 10 years. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I, I've, I've been on shows with you for fucking twice a week, sometimes for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And, and one thing I always gave you credit for is you never, you were never that guy that relied on being heavy for material. Like you, it's like me, I address having an accent being from a different country because if not you know the fucking idiots especially on long island (laughs) just fuck where are you from he's from australia um those are you you from brooklyn (laughs) (laughs) you know uh tommy o'neill yeah we all know each other you fucking idiot but uh you never you never relied on on your weight i mean you addressed it you had a few jokes about it but you never relied on it you know which was goes to show like it's not laziness like it wasn't it's not lazy writing. No. Well, the first year I did a lot because, you know, you just write what you know and the guy got laughs and I was like, okay, I'll write this stuff. And, you know, John Trusen sent me an email and said like, you know, listen, I would love for you. And this was like probably the beginning of the summer. He goes, sometimes September is my first year. And he goes, I'm going to just actually do nine minutes and I want it all new material. I don't want any weight jokes. He goes, because as you start doing the road, Every town you go to, there'll be a heavy guy and he'll be doing those same jokes. He goes, you know, if you want to be different, you know, write about what's funny to you and stuff like that. He goes, not saying you can't address it, but just try to write like jokes about like your life and what you find funny. And I was like, oh, wow. And then at first I was nervous. And I remember I called Ziegler and I was like, oh, my God, I said, <laughs> my jokes all suck. And what am I going to do? And, you know, back when we used to panic about like getting in veils and stuff like that. Um and it was the best thing I ever did because I, I didn't want to be like, you know, a, a one dimensional comic. Like I don't, I'm Italian, but it doesn't mean I have to do jokes about my, my grandmother's furniture. Oh God, don't you uh, hate those guys? You know, yes. I, I don't like those Fuck. jokes and I don't like being lumped into that because my last name ends in a vowel. I, I you know, <laughs> I have jokes about being Italian because like, you know, just certain aspects of it, but it's not like, you know. I'm, I don't have the age old debate. Is it sauce or gravy? It's whatever the fuck you want to call it. <laughs> <laughs> it's food. Eat it. <laughs> but man, like that's great. Like Trusengate, that's great advice too, right? But you have to start yeah. somewhere, right? And that's, and then some people will just go, uh, thank you and not do anything about it. 
you know what I mean? But the fact that you showed you can change there, obviously that's in you, right? To fucking be, yeah. be forced to do something. So when you started your 200-pound fucking, like, journey, what was your first What was your first step? Like, you that night you said, fuck the Chinese food, I'm yeah. done. What was your first step that next morning? I, I called I called my best friend Nick. Okay. He's, uh, and I said, dude, I said, I got to do something. I said, this is ridiculous. And he was in the same boat. He had gained a, a lot of weight, and he was chasing around at the time like a two-year-old. I've met him once or twice, right? That's the yeah. Guy. yeah, nice guy. But my best friend Nick, little tattoos, and he looks, you know, he's a musician. Um, and he wanted to do the same thing. And I said, we got to do it this time. And the first thing was really planning that, like, what, what, what meeting can we, like, what WW workshop can we attend every week? that will be there. And we picked one and it was really small steps. I didn't, I didn't say, okay, I got to w- go into this losing X amount of weight. I said, I want to start and we'll just, it was really just getting through the first week. Um, you know, I always, my dad would always, my dad was never hard on me about losing weight. He never was mean about it. Your dad's, he, a, you know, had, your dad's a gentleman, man. Your dad yeah. really is. And he's a huge fan of yours too. And he said to me, like I would, he would say like, you know, and, you know, just for your health. And I would say, hey, it's going to take so long. I got to do this. He goes, well, that time's going to go by anyway. He goes, you'll see. And what are you going to do with it? You know, that's the main thing. You know, what you do in that time. And it never, nothing's ever been more true. And I say it on the podcast all the time because, you know, like when I first started, you know, having to lose over, you know, 200 pounds, I still have to lose a lot more. But to, you think about three years, it's a long time, but it went by in a blink of an eye. Yeah. And it's just, uh, it was really that first week, getting through that first week. And, and I had to set back the second week. I had lost so much my first week that the next week I gained like, I gained like a half a pound. Did you, you gained half a pound off the weight you lost? Are you, let's say if you lost five pounds, you get, you gained back that five plus a half or you just went no, back? No, okay. no, I, I just, there's a half. Like I, I lost like almost 15 pounds my first week. Okay. Just the water weight. Right. And I, the next week I went in, I gained like a half a pound. I was a point four, And I'm like, are you serious? Like, I can't even. And I've had that pattern my whole, like, if you look, I, you go back and I can look at my thing. I'll have, like, I'll lose like two, three weeks at a game, two, three weeks at a game. It's just where my body works. Yeah. And it can be very frustrating. It can be very, but it was getting, like, not giving up on those times, really, that I, I really felt like, okay, maybe this is in me. Um. But really, the what I always use as a crutch was the anniversary. My mom passed away, and her birthday is right is two weeks apart. Okay. So every July, I'd be like, okay, it's time for me to go off the rails and emotionally eat. And I did the same thing for Christmas. And when I got through July that first year, and then Christmas, and I didn't go off the rails. I'm like, okay, maybe I this is really going to work. And and so far, you know, it's, I've I've stuck to it. So how do you? How do you handle a setback, though? Like, I mean, that's obviously a big one with the anniversary of your mother and all that kind yeah. of stuff, right? So that's that's kind of a different thing to address, right? That's more of, like you said, you emotionally eat. That's something mm-hmm. that's, I mean, you would know. Either you get help for that kind of treatment to, to deal with that situation, or you kind of, you you know yourself how to deal with it. But, but let's go mm-hmm. back to, like you said, you had that half a pound. You lost 15, and you put back on a half a pound. How do you get over that setback? On the early days, because oh. now I listen to you and I've heard your podcast and you're like, you know, fuck it. I, I, I gained 
waiting. That's what it's. You're, you're very confident. You're very relaxed about it. But going back to the start of it, how did you handle a setback? I'm always a mental patient when it comes to those things. I don't. I'm you know even with like going back to I just think my little league days. If I struck out or I didn't do well, I get like a mental patient, and I, I started getting like that with this. So you're competitive. Yeah, I'm, I'm, and I'm competitive with myself with this. Um, in the beginning, it was hard. Like you know, you were like, what else do I have to do? I'm I'm doing all this stuff, and then you know, my, again, I bring up my dad again. He would be like, did give me like the the checklist I do now. He's like, did, did you eat well this week? I'm like, yes. Like, did you get your exercise in? Yes. He goes, did you do everything that you should have done? I go, yeah. He goes, okay. Then it's one week, and then he, and he was right though. It's it's one week and. Um, I started researching also like why you would gain weight. And sometimes it has nothing to do with the food you eat. It can be just something as simple as um, believe it or not, the humidity in the air. It could be um, one week you ate X amount of sodium and the next week you ate um, just a little more and it could cause an fluctuation in weight or the water you intake. It's so many things that factor into you know, you stepping on a scale at a certain time each week and that scale does not know you're supposed to weigh less. So as long as you're doing everything you're supposed to be doing, I started looking then at the end of the month. If the end of the month was I down, then it was a good month. Then it was successful. That's a smart way to do it too instead of looking at it day to day. Yeah. Because it's funny because even – like, and the seasons also have something to do with it. Um, like the winter, your body wants to store extra, extra insulin, insulation. Excuse me. And in the summer, it wants to get rid of it. So, and also if you're like, if you're not hydrating properly, uh, then in the summertime, if you drink, especially if you live on Long Island where you get to see, mm -hmm. if you live in New York, you get to see the four seasons. You like, I, I have one kidney, right? So, which is very weird. I went to the doctor about this. Um, in the summertime, if I work out and, and if I drink a lot of water, I'm not exaggerating. I have a, I look like a, like I'm pregnant like it's 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 out about two feet from it's um it's unbelievable i said to the doctor I said what is that he goes well it's the summertime your body just wants to you because you've only got one kid you're not filtering through the the fluids aren't going through you as quick so your body's storing it all in so yeah. absolutely man seasonal is is a huge part to play in it too you know yeah humid when it's really humid i i've i've like we had bad some bad humid days this summer and I just track it. Like when it was really a bad humid day, I noticed sometimes I would gain like a pound or two. And it was just, it's just your body. It's, it's, there's no, it's, there's no exact way to lose weight every week unless like you do some kind of crazy fed diet or crash diet, which WW is not. Yeah. It really is. It really teaches you how to eat and how to like, you know, get a healthy relationship with food. And even where they've went this last year or so, where even incorporating, you know, your mental wellness into it and overall wellness, because it's not just, you know, it, you got to fix every problem. You know, there's a reason why, you know, some people just like to eat because food is delicious and it's awesome. But me, I, I'm an emotional eater. I'm a food addict. And there's a lot that goes into that. Yeah. So I, I had to address that stuff and dealing with feelings and actually feeling the feelings and dealing with it. it it's hard, but especially for you, that miserable fuck. Yeah, I mean, you know more than anybody. <laughs> I mean, think, you know, it's funny. We're sitting here, we're doing like we're talking about health and fit. Who would have thought that would have happened? Uh, yeah, no, right. <laughs> <laughs> One day we we'll be doing a pod. We we'll talk about health and fitness on a podcast. Yeah, no, um, <laughs> but no, it is true. But I, I was, you know, I, I, you guys all joke around. Maybe not pleasant, and miserable, but I was. I was very miserable. I'm not saying I'm the happiest person in the world now, but I was in a lot of pain. 
just getting around was painful. Just I was uncomfortable a lot, and it led to you know not being happy. And, and everybody, you know, I'm a kind of person like if I'm in a certain mood. I don't hide it very well, and everybody, you know, is affected by that. Yeah, but I think everybody knew because that—that's why everyone stuck around, and you know, we, everyone still talks to everybody, right? But it, like, you yeah. would always come in, like you still do, have the coolest shirts, right? <laughs> and you would come in with this fucking cool, like let it be a Star Wars shirt or from a movie reference that you can't—you never see him anywhere. Like, fuck, that's a cool shirt, and you would say it to him, like, "Hey, man, nice shirt." What the fuck's that mean? It means you got a cool shirt on, you fucking asshole. <laughs> like, he's like, holy shit, you're miserable. <laughs> what, what the fuck do you mean by that? Why you got to talk about my shirt? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but when you started that, like, when I follow your stories, it was, um, you would go for these walks. Uh, I don't know the name of the park you would go. Norman J. Levy. What? Yeah. Where is it? Norman J. Levy. It's in, it's in Merrick. Okay. On Long Island. And I would see yeah. you post these things. I'm like, fuck, man, look at that. You would walk on a nice day. I'm like, look at this, the city behind them. Like, I want to, I said, holy shit, I would love to be, to be there right now instead of going to a fucking dumb gym like I'm doing. And uh, when did you, when did exercise, when did you realize yourself like, okay, not only do I have to fucking watch or control what I eat, um, I also have to exercise. What was that like? Because that's, that's the worst for a lot of people who do not enjoy it. Yeah, like I always like when I was younger, I used to work out. I always enjoyed lifting weights. That was always something I really enjoyed doing. It was a stress reliever. Uh, I hated, I hate cardio. I still don't. Cardio is not my favorite thing in the world to do. It still isn't, but I, I realize I have to do it. Um, I really didn't get into working out. It's probably about a year and a half ago. Really serious into to, to exercise. So it was a good year and a half after I started that I really started getting serious with exercise. Because I, I one I was embarrassed to go to a gym, you sure. know, just self just self conscious. Um, I really couldn't do that much. I mean, because look, where I started from, uh, I mean, I'll say it. When I started, I was I was five hundred eighty three pounds. I was seventeen pounds away from six hundred. Right. Um, so, just if you think about that, even losing a hundred pounds, I was still close to five hundred pounds, and um, mobility wasn't great, and just what I could do and. I started doing some little stuff around the house. Like we mentioned John Ziegler. He was a personal trainer. He gave me some exercises to do in the house. Like even just sitting in the chair and moving my arms and my legs just to get the blood going. But I was very resistant to, to, to working out for a while. And then I just, about a year and a half ago, I decided I bit the bullet, joined the gym and started going. And I got addicted to that. I, I It's one of the things now that I miss more than anything. And the walking at Norman J. Levy, actually, my dad walks there every every weekend, and he always used to tell me about it. And then an ex-girlfriend brought me there, and I fell in love with the place. And it was my my Saturday tradition. I would go Saturday morning, walk around that place, and cleared my head. Uh, like you said, like you see the city skyline on a nice day, you turn around, there's Jones Beach, there's the, you can see everything, and um, it was just a peaceful walk, put your music in, walk around, clear your head, get some thoughts out, and you get a great workout in, too. And it was just an alternative to the gym, just switching it up a little bit. You feel better, too, right? Yeah, like you, you Like, mentally, you feel, you feel like you feel a lot better. Now, do you go, when you go to the gym, do you kind of have a set, like, routine you're going to do? Or how long do you stay at the gym? Do you overdo it? Do you think, like, does it mess with your head? In other words, like, you know, I should have been here. Like, if you did a half an hour at the gym, you kind of walk away going like a fucking shit on 45. I should have done an hour. 
yeah, well, I, I try to do it. I do an hour at the gym. I, I, I split up between cardio and, and, and weights. Okay. Um, and what I started doing before this whole pandemic, I was getting up at five in the morning and I was at the gym by six. Fuck, man. I envy it, that. Well, cause I, I work the gym. I go, I go to planet fitness. I have one down the block from my office. I my, my day job. So I would leave, I would just work out, leave at seven and get changed at work. And I would shower them when I get home. I didn't care. Cause the guys I work with, you know, I have to smell anyway. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I was like, I would just, you know, I would pack I, the night before I'd make all my food. So I had meal prep. I had, you know, like everything ready to go. And I just go to the gym and, have a great workout for an hour. And my kind of workout, what I do is um, I do about a half an hour cardio and a half an hour of, of circuit training with the weights. Okay. That's in that little yellow room, right? Um, well, I, it's that, but I do on the regular other machines. Okay. I, I don't go in there. Sometimes I go in the room, but I just uh, I do about a half an hour and it's low. I don't do, uh, I do short breaks in between. So I'm always moving. So my heart rate's up and I, I get a great workout. And I burn sometimes. Anywhere from a thousand to twelve hundred calories per workout. Fuck, man, that's something else. Well, I, you know, my weight is—I'm still way more than most people, so that is in it. But I—I I put a good workout in, and I feel good after I leave that I, I did a good job. It just clears your head too, right? Like it just when you yeah. put your body under that kind of stress too, like when you push through, it's like you always feel better after it. Also, important is find a time that works best for you. Like I was going that after work. But I was like done after work, especially like, you know, and I had shows too. I get a workout before a show and I was rushing around. I'm like, you know, if I went like first thing in the morning, I got it out, it's out of the way. So whatever happened that day, I can come home and I can actually cook dinner before I went to a show or something. Right. It just, it just worked out, you know, and you get used to the waking up at, at five in the morning. Your body adjusts to it very quickly. So now, now to, like, yeah, man, I, I, I used to, when I used to, to fight back in Ireland, my coach, Jimmy mm-hmm. would make me run like three to five miles every morning, right? Oh. At at about <laughs> five in the morning, right? So I'm like, fuck. And I'm not, I don't like working out in the morning because not that I'm, like, just, I just feel weird and gross. But he owned the bakery. So I would always have to make sure on the route what I would have to jog by his bakery and I would have to go to the window and wave to him. <laughs> so I had no way like, yeah, yeah, I went this morning. I went this morning. So whenever I heard guys like like you and Dan Barry, like Dan used to get up at five in the morning and go to the gym and I'm like, fuck man. Like even now I I you know I kind of struggle with, with morning workouts. Um but but now that everything is kind of your your gym is closed down, um yeah. what are you what how has it affected you? Like exercise wise, I mean, or, or diet. I mean, you don't you don't have to work from home, right? You're out all the time, just as normal anyway, right? Or do you work from no, home? No, I'm 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 doing I'm working mostly from home. I, I go into the office to like to swap out paperwork and stuff like yeah. that. But as of now, I'm working from home. Um, yeah, you know, the, the thing would happen is over the summer, I I had a knee injury, turned out to be arthritis. Right. Um. So. I'm not supposed to be walking a lot on concrete as far as distance. That's how I did it. So I do what I can. I, I, I walk around a high school track sometimes with, you know, cause it's softer, but um, my, my workouts are not what they used to be, but I, I, I bought resistance bands when they first were talking about closing the gyms. I said, let me have it at home in case we are home. So I, you know, for weights, I'm doing the resistance bands and I'm, I do a little cardio walking around just to keep myself active. But like most people, no, it's not what it used to be. And, um, but I'm doing something. 
Right. And as long as I'm keeping active during this. Uh, but I gained the first two weeks during I was I was working home. Um, and it wasn't wasn't because I was cheating or anything. I was just WW has three different plans. They have the green plan, blue plan, and purple plan. On green, you get the most amount of points because there's not as many zero point foods. So it allowed me to eat more like snacks. And I found myself snacking more when I was home. Every time I went to the kitchen to get something, I would grab something. Okay. So it's even though it was within my points, I felt like I was eating more calories than I was burning, especially with the workouts not being um, as intense as they used to be. Right. So I switched to purple, which has the least amount of points, but you get more zero smart point foods. But what it does, it pushes you to eat more clean. Okay. Because so free of points because foods like – brown rice and holy pasta whole whole grains are zero and um i still stay within the serving size and everything and and to two weeks i was i've been on that i've lost like eight eight and a half pounds right so it, it was definitely i was thinking i was taking in too many calories so I, I adjusted to that um and that's been my really the only normal thing i have one of the normal things i have during this whole pandemic is my my, my program i still weigh in every monday i track my food you know, I measure my water. I weigh out my, you know, when I eat my meals, everything's weighed and measured before. So, like, that's the one thing that's still I have a piece of normal. Um, and I, I kind of talked about it on my podcast this week about people letting themselves go during this. Right. You know, that if, if this has shown us anything, it's being healthy is important. I mean, what is this disease attacking? It's attacking people who are overweight, underlying illnesses, heart disease, diabetes. Smokers. You know, it's not the smokers it's not the time to let yourself go because when this thing ends whenever it is let's just say for example uh june 1st everything's back to normal right. pandemic over if you haven't been taking care of yourself this whole time and, and sticking to a, a, a regiment are you going to just automatically snap back into it no so i would be I'm, I'm really trying to encourage people like you know to those those old habits creep in those old voices you know tell you Oh my God! It's everything's going crazy. It's okay to get off plan. To me, I don't think it is. I mean, and I'm not trying to be judgmental. Sure. Um, but I just think it's, if this is showing us anything, is that taking care of yourself is very important because those who've gotten it and who are healthy, you know, I'm not saying you know the high percentage have been okay. So it's just it another reminder back, that right? we need to take care. Yeah, we need to take care of ourselves. Yeah. I mean, the weird thing, what I've learned from this is I'm so glad it happened, right? Is because when I used to go to the gym, uh, I, I chased, I chased the look, right? I wanted to look a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I go back and forth to fucking to LA um, for for whatever meetings, and, and I kind of feel mm-hmm. like oh, I got to look a certain way because that's what goes with you know. It's not just about being. You got to look a certain way. And I would go on Instagram and I would follow these guys with these phenomenal bodies, mainly Italians, because Italians are the fucking just best genetics. And I'm an Irish who have no fucking, we're just like potatoes. We look like shit. No matter how hard we work out, we still look like shit. So what this one pandemic thing has taught me is like, oh, I just got to be fucking healthy now. And I, yes. the workout that I did or I am doing right now, I've never felt, and I'm talking about even when I went back, even when I was fighting, I never felt this good and I may never go back to a gym. I may never go back to a gym because now I'm only worried about wh- how I feel. Like, ah, fuck, what do I look? I'm okay. Like my, everything is gone. Yeah. You know, if, if I do something for TV or a movie, 
then they've got cameras with lighting. They can hide all that shit. They can paint all six packs on everyone, the whole cast of 300. Then I'm sure they can fucking Photoshop a jawline on me or something. You know what I mean? We're also we're also our worst critics, though. I mean, you I mean, you're in you're in good shape. I mean, you, you have to. I don't think you have to worry about you know if you get a movie role or something that the Photoshop you or anything. I think you'd be okay. Yeah, but uh, I'll tell you, man. I went out to I went out to uh, LA with my manager and Paul Verzi, right? And the two of us were because we yeah. the same manager. And we were, in the, I won't mention the name of the company because we're still working together. So we go to this, this, I mean, it, I'm telling you, man, it's like, it's one of the top five movie productions companies in the world. Uh, so we were waiting to go up and all of a sudden the elevator opens up and a janitor gets out, uh, well, custodian, whatever you want to call him. And he was fucking gorgeous. And I just, and I, I turned to Verzi. I go, how fucking ugly do you feel right now? Like, we are just like, ugh, compared to the, like, it's so, that's always in the back of your mind. But if anything, this taught me, and the reason why I wanted you to come on here, man, because it's really about, like, I think people need to let image go now. Because I see guys on, online who are like gym rats and they want, they want a nice bicep and it's got to curl perfectly into the shoulder and then that'll pull down into my lats. Yeah. Like, I think, like, and I was kind of, Again, worst genetics, so I was chasing this fucking carrot on a string that I would never get to just because of my shitty genetics. Um, but now I'm like, you know what? The message what I wanted to get across to people is like, it's like instead of chasing this fucking body type, chase your health. You yeah. know what I mean? And, and that's Absolutely. what's going to fucking save you through all this shit. That's what's going to save you through this and going forward. It's all that matters is your fucking health. Well, I, I think back like, you know, three years ago, if this was going on, I, I'd, be, I'd, be, I'd be done. I mean, if I had something that affected, I could barely breathe then. If I had something that affected my breathing and taxed my heart, you know, 200 pounds heavier, like, you know, and I think I had it already. To be, oh, you, I, you know, past you know we were all sick. Me and my whole family were sick in December, January with like all these same symptoms. So, I mean, it could have been in the flu. It could, you know, we, I don't know because there was never tested. Right. But um, it just seems like, you know, just that, that you know, either I've been very lucky or, you know, I haven't been exposed to it yet, but, or I'm not, you know, I don't know. Who knows? So much of the unknown, but um, just even, I don't get sick that much, knock on wood, just regular, since, you know, because I take care of myself now. My, I build up my immune system. I eat right. I, I exercise. And it's really, it is about your health. It's not about what you look like as much, you yeah. know. I've I've lost two hundred pounds. I mean, there's some there's muscle definition under there somewhere. I mean, I'm gonna have to have the surgeries as far as skin sure. removal when this is all done. Um, and I want them because again, you know, we are that whole vainness of like, you know, I, I do want to look somewhat good. I've worked very hard for it. Um, and also, man, we get on stage with a spotlight for forty five minutes shining on us. I mean, after, I mean, yeah. you know, people are looking. They not just like. Let's see if this guy's funny, but they're you know they're no matter who you are, no matter like you're fucking, you could be just fucking just ripped, you could be whatever you are, whatever you're wearing, you, you like I didn't fucking shower and so my hair's greasy, whatever. Like you still have everyone's gonna be looking you up and down. They pick you apart, you know. Yeah. And one that's one of the reasons I don't show. Uh, I personally don't show uh, my tattoos on stage. Uh, once or twice I've done it, um, but like when yeah. I when I went to see. Uh, I was working with Greg Giraldo, uh, rest his soul. And he, uh, I ran out, I brought him up on stage and I ran out around down the hallway out to what, to go out to the main room to watch him. 
And he's one of my all-time favorite comics. And I'm like, holy fuck. And I'm not even listening to him. Because I'm like, what is that tattoo on his arm? He didn't have that in the green room. And then I'm trying to figure out what it was. I'm like, fuck, is that what's like if I were to show a tattoo on stage? You know, so again, like people are fucking staring at you, trying to figure you out what's going on there. What, you know, you know, I know some comics that chub their dick up before they go up on stage, like assholes. <laughs> like they literally could chub it up. You know what I'm talking about? I want to mention his name on, yeah. yeah. He'll chub it up. He'll be like, all right, let me get this. Let me get a bit of meat and go in here. Like open stage. There's a bunch of hot girls in the front row. Like you piece of shit. So yeah, man, we are aware of, of people looking at us. And I think the message from this is now is I think it's, it's health over image. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it, you know, I keep hammer, I try to hammer it home my podcast. Like it's, it's important to take care of yourself. You know, you get one, like I was talking about life being short, you know, if this is showing us that too, I mean, we get one go around in this and life is being taken dramatically right now. And, you know, I learned how short life was. My mother died at 52. Sure. Um, so I, I know how short it is. And her, she hammered home to me a bunch of times, like when she was sick, even take care of yourself. You only get one body or one chance. It's, you know, it's, there's no second chances with this. So, I keep, I think about that now when this is going on, even more to take care of myself. And I, and I see people, you know, not taking care of themselves that should. And, you know, I'm not trying to be judgmental. I'm not trying to, you know, pick on anybody. But, I mean, it's you're not going to go right back to it once this is over. I, I, that's what I'm trying to stress with these people. And I, cause I've been through it. Yeah, man. I think that, and that's like, that's a great message too. I just think like, if you stop, like I think the reason why people confuse like six packs, biceps, big chest with being healthy. Like a lot of those guys are not fucking healthy too. I see them at the gym. They can't walk on the treadmill, right? Because all they do is focus yeah. on lifting weights. And a lot of them, I can tell. I got one or two friends who take that shot of testosterone and take to take uh, growth hormones, you know, just mm-hmm. to chase an image. And I, I think the, that's why I think the gym looks so like. When you think of, like, if you're somebody who never goes to the gym, who never works out, and then you think, like, you got to go to the gym, and you you think that, like, wait, I have to go to the gym, why? Because is my goal to look like that? And then you're like, I don't really want to look like that. I think if people just, instead of letting, like, the gym equals fucking biceps, triceps, chest, shoulders, traps, all that shit, I think if you just associate with health, that should be enough reason to fucking go to the gym. And what I've learned is you, I don't need a gym anymore for what I'm doing right now. And it's like, find something that you're, that will keep you active, that you will love and you will always do it. If it's a fucking, if, it, yeah. right, if it's a bike ride, if it's a hike, hiking is amazing. Absolutely. Man. Yeah. I mean, I missed, I missed that more than anything. Um, my Saturday walk, I, they closed the preserve. But I can't even go in during this. Yeah. I see, it was open. It was open in the beginning. And then they, they, they just, they closed it about halfway, um, towards the end of March, uh, beginning of April. Uh, so I can't even go there anymore. But it is, it's true. So I know a lot, most, a lot of people I know, you know, through the WW community that you would think they spend hours at the gym. They don't go to a gym. They do everything at home. They do, you know, they run, they bike, they do workouts from on YouTube. There's classes you can take on YouTube. So there are things to be done and it just matters if you're going to push yourself to do it. It just makes you feel like I, this time last year I had a video popped up in my Facebook memory. I didn't reshare it again. Um, but it was just me hiking up the Sugarloaf Mountains in Ireland. And while I was hiking up mm-hmm. that, fuck me, my legs were burning. But I'm t- it cleared out your mind. And I never once was thinking like, all right, well, I should be. This is not going to pump my chest up. 
when I was up in Vermont, I went hiking up and up this mountain in Vermont. And like, I was supposed to go to the gym that night, but instead I went there and I never once felt guilty, but not going to the gym. So like, there's so much more you can do, man. Like the gym is not the end of it. Like the gym, it's no. all about health. Yeah. And I, I go to the gym because it, it, it makes me feel good. Right. Like, even like mentally, like when I lift weights, that causes oh, my huge help with depression. It, it, it's man. huge help yeah, with depression. It's a, it's a stress reliever, and but I, I, but some people get the same thing from from running or just biking around the neighborhood, and that's what you have to find. You have to find that thing that you love doing and you can keep doing. Because uh, again, it I think that's the most important thing is 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 the the head part of it as well as the physical. Yeah, yeah. you're 100 percent right. Um, all right, Matt. Well, we'll uh, we'll we'll wrap it up there. Uh, do you want to just tell people? Because listen, folks, I, everyone that comes on here promotes their podcast. But what I will say is, fucking Anthony's one is just beyond motivating for not even about health, not even about weight loss, but just the message behind uh, your podcast is just it's all positive, man. Especially in a world of fucking negativity right now, your podcast is all positive, and I think people need to check it out. So, what's the name of the podcast? Where can they find it? It's called the WW Bro Podcast. It's available on iTunes. Also, you can find it on the website, www.bropodcast.podbean.com. You can find it through my website, anthonydlive.com, or you can just follow me on Instagram at comicanthonyd. All right, man. Listen, thanks so much for doing that. I really appreciate it. No, All right, man. Be good. Me, man. Stay healthy. All you right, too. everybody. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, that was a good one, right? Anthony's a fucking good egg. Uh, any comments, concerns? Send them to my Instagram page. That's where I get all my messages. Mick Thomas Comedy. All right, folks. Be healthy out there. Stay clean. Uh, enjoy your family. Be healthy and wash yourselves, you dirty fuckers. Take care. Thanks so much. Good luck to you. Good luck.